All right, we are lit, good sir. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. I am Mike, the favorite host. Today we are joined by an amazing guest, a little outside of the box guest for the show. Uh, today we are joined by Mr. Brian Craig, and uh, he is a certified sexologist and certified authentic tantra practitioner. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's gonna be an interesting one because I don't think many of our uh, much much of our fan base knows about tantra. Or uh, yeah, I'm ready because I damn sure don't know a thing. <laughs> um, Let's get it. Yeah, man. So um, first, real quick, everybody, go check out our Patreon. www.patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. Got dope shit on there. On to the show. <laughs> um, the quickest Patreon shout out ever. Yeah, it's the quickest Patreon shout out. I'm, I'm excited, man, because I don't, I don't know much about Tantra at all. Um, I think the most I've seen of Tantra is like some stuff on like real sex back 10, 15 years Yo, ago. real sex? <laughs> back in the day, yeah. <laughs> back in the day, yep. That's a different kind of Tantra. <laughs> um, so, so, I just yeah, love man, that show. <laughs> yeah, with that in mind, man, uh, what, what exactly is Tantra and how did you get involved in it? Uh, what, what what kind of started your journey? Um, well, I'll start with what started my journey. Um, I uh, was looking for ways to enhance my sex life and enhance my knowledge about sex and sexuality, um, specifically around energy around sex, not just the physical. I mean, the physical is there. I mean, pretty much at the end of the day, every animal goes out and and fucks and have sex, have sex. So it's like, what yeah. do we have as humans that as intelligent, you know, gods walking this earth, what do we have that's different? Obviously there's some knowledge we have. I believe that's been lost, um, that we've always had. And I have my reason around why I feel like we've kind of been disconnected from that. So uh, my wife and I sought out to try to find uh, knowledge about Tantra and, and we call sacred sexuality. And we didn't find anything that looked like us. We talked about that before uh, the show started. And so we actually created a retreat uh, back in 2000, I believe 16 is our first retreat. And and we brought in different people around Tantra and sacred sexuality. And then, you know, we decided we wanted to be certified. So we... Uh, my wife and I got certified um, under the Institute of, of Authentic Tantra Education, and it's called Authentic Tantra for a reason. A lot of Tantra that you see, even the ones you saw on um, in real sex or whatever you see, a lot of them is neo-tantra, which means pretty much new tantra was created within, you know, most recently. And there's no lineage base. So the tantra that we teach is um, it's Tibetan tantra uh, using the five elements which goes back 17,000 years. Uh, so there's a lineage that we follow that, that, you know, that, that we teach. So 
Tantra is a spiritual science. It's a spiritual practice. It's something that really, it, it really deals a lot with um, healing our trauma because we are sacred sexual beings. That's how we are. But what happens is at some point, the sacred and the sexual has been separated because we, someone felt that it was, could not coexist in our beings and that's who we are. So we've been running around like mindless animals without understanding that we are God's walking this earth with the ability to move energy and to uh, do a lot of things more than what you know we learn from porn. So I'll leave it at that. I know we're gonna dive deeper, but I'll just stop right there if that answers your question. Nah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That got so that's the main reason we wanted to talk to you know specifically, man. And this can hopefully hopefully this information can apply to everybody, but that's mainly why right, I wanted to right. like black men because I feel like we're the most socialized to be animalistic about sex, it seems like. Right. Like like men are black men are probably the most sexualized of men because you know we gotta have this giant dick and shit. We gotta be like right. the fucking <laughs> kind of exotic right, exactly being from like Especially if you're fucking with white women and shit, like it gets all gross. It gets super gross real quick. Um, right. So, like, yeah, I wanted to look at like how we can just make it more spiritual and more personal for men. So, I guess we can go. Like I said, we can get right into it. Are there any like, what's your? I know this is like you only got like an hour, but like, what would be like the That's best cool. tantric exercise you would kind of advise men to start, like both by themselves and with a partner? Like, what's one for just just by ourselves, and what's one for like with our partner? Well, um, that's a very good question. And first thing I would say is we're not present. We, we don't have presence. We are always somewhere else. Even if we're most men in order to, you know, enhance the sexual experience, maybe porn is playing or you're thinking about something else or even role playing, nothing wrong with that. And I'm not bashing porn, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying is that that shouldn't be our initial go-to. So I think cultivating presence is the first thing, which is meditation and, um, you know, meditation and breathing. So we, you know, we, first of all, when we teach our clients, I teach my male clients, it's like, first of all, let's breathe. Can you even slow your breath down? Because what it does is then slow down your nervous system. You're not always in a fight or flight mode. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what a lot, has a lot of men where they're pre, you know, um, they have pre, you know, premature ejaculation or, you know, pretty much PE and or they can't even get an erection. And so they need outside stimulation to get that. So if you're present with your body and what you're feeling, then you can connect back with your body. There's a huge disconnect between a man's heart and his genitals. Like literally it's a disconnect. It like, doesn't even exist. Only mm -hmm. thing that exists for us is our dick. And that's it. The dick inside. And that's it. Where reality is that our heart is what gives us some expansion. And this is what the space element, we teach the elements. This is our, our space element. And space gives us space and expansion and allows us to literally be in a whole, a bigger space than just right here in our dick, you know? So um, I don't know if I answered your question or not, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, <clears throat> um, I know you said, uh, when doing Tantra, you work with the five elements. Does Are you talking about yes. uh, like the chakras or is that something completely different? Yeah, they're, they're right, right by the chakras. Well, they're, the elements are located in the chakras. So the fire element is located in the sex chakra. We have our the earth element located in the chakra right by our belly, right in our, by our navel. Space elements by our heart, um, ear elements in our throat, and water elements in our head. 
So all these elements, the reason I love this practice because these are elements that we experience on a daily basis. It's not out there in the ethers. It's in our bodies. This is what's in the earth. It's what we experience every day. So while a lot of people that practice some kind of tantra, they want to flow it out there and go out here, but our, 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 our um, trauma is are in our bodies and also our pleasure is in our body. It's not out there. We experience it in our body. We have nerves that we experience our pleasure. So we keep that in the body. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it is located by the chakras. So do you feel like you can, um, I don't want to say this. Do you feel like you can, I guess, connect with your, or, or start the, the journey of going down and doing Tantra and really getting good with it without kind of just working on your, your chakras and, well, I'm sorry, your elements first, or is it, can, can you go well, down the Tantra journey without doing that? Well, the Tantra that we teach, the reason why we, we focus on, you know, the, the, you know, the elements is because it helps us to dissolve a lot of the body. So, that our meditation you know, focused around the elements and, and so dissolving those things in our body that's keeping us from pleasure because we're created for pleasure like literally wired for it that's how our nerve we're, we're wired for it but we're separated from it really again because of trauma so what what the elements do is help does is help to heal those traumas that we're experiencing um and so can you learn tantra without it not the type of tantra that we teach um but you can start one where a person can start is learning to again to breathe is your breath can you breathe 21 times we have men that come forth that literally can't sit in one place and breathe without you know just breathe for 21 21 breaths and it's because it's hard for some people to be present in their bodies again because that's where the trauma lies but if you can get past that, then you get past, get to a place of pleasure and bliss. Um, but sometimes it doesn't always feel doesn't always feel good in the beginning. You know, people want tantra, ooh, good sex, ooh, orgasm, ooh, and it's like, okay, we'll get there. But what's blocking you from it? It's like literally being out in the distance and seeing, you know, your desired location, but it's a big wall blocking it, and you see it. It's there. It's available to you but until you can get past the blockage you can't even get to it so that's why that working with the elements are really important i feel you i i had read uh i don't know what book it was but i, I read something on the chakras and i was like oh this is really really interesting and i never did anything with it <laughs> i feel like i feel like that's how a lot of people's uh just a lot how a lot of people's stuff in life goes like they'll they'll, they'll right. like open their mind up to something just barely and then they will yeah. work do you feel yeah. a lot in uh oh absolutely like <laughs> absolutely we've had people that maybe not physically run but run because <laughs> it does take hurt. but what does it right i mean if you want to you know, builds your muscles. Obviously, we use this analogy all the time. Like, it, you got to put the work in to see the results. But people want you to say, um, okay, here it is. Here's Tantra and literally be uh, Tantra God without putting that work in, you know? So uh, you got to put that 
working and and it's the hardest part with with black men uh, especially and like you said this is mostly men but especially black men it's saying yes to getting this work because they feel like if they say that i need help that it diminishes who they are as a man when actually it actually empowers them as a man to get educated on this we get education on everything else but when's the last time you had a sex ed class was it eighth grade where they told you about you know how about to get stds and pregnancy and, and that's it they didn't teach about pleasure was pleasure even mentioned not at all so there is no adult sex education so who and what is educating us is porn and porn stars again nothing wrong if that's your thing but i think it's, it's not real sex i know personally people that create porn and literally they're like it's go stop go stop okay move here okay stroke okay stop okay well it's not oh. real what you're watching and trying to replicate it's it's fake so and that's what we're doing so we, we resort to being the pussy up or making her tap out or you know spitting on it or slapping it. and it's nothing wrong if that's your thing don't get me wrong but now, like we've got to, we have to evolve to a bigger place than that. You know what I mean? A better place than that. Like you can put that in your toolbox, but your toolbox has got to be more expanded than what you're watching on porn. Like you just hit so many. Uh, I wanted to stop you because you was hit so many good <laughs> points. <laughs> like I was like from how we don't have true sex education in terms of like teaching people how to give themselves proper pleasure as well as the partner to like, right. the whole, like me and you talked about the whole, like the whole beat the pussy up shit, which is just, right. You're talking about beating pussy up. Like it's something like we hate, like we want to assault the pussy or something. You know what I'm saying? Why? Why is that our goal? And more that's importantly, what's our next say What will? I said, that's it. That's what porn taught me to do. Bro, porn taught me just to damn that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So we have for him, Johnny. That's that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And and the next topic, which is um being multi-orgasmic, um, which I mean, just to put a little bit of my business out there, like I'm just now getting to the point of doing this again myself because of tantra exercises. Like right. everything Brian just said was on point about the breathing shit. One of the things that was hindering me, because I've always taken a very long time to orgasm during sex, and I could not figure out okay. why. I thought it was just because I kind of have had sex sporadically throughout my life. I've never, well, unless I was in a long-term relationship, I've never really had like consistent sex, like on a regular basis up until, you know, not too long ago. But like one thing that will right. prohibit me is like, it took me forever to come and I could not figure out why. I just thought it was just, I just didn't do it enough. But like my breathing was fucked up. Like I would stop breathing so many times. Um, yeah. My, my mind would be all over the place. My mind would be like, Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? I want to just be in the moment. Like, what are some other things that you would kind of, because I know that's what men who are watching this want to know. Like, what are some other things that you can do to become multi-orgasmic as a man? Um, yeah, what you said is absolutely correct. And people usually have their, or two of those, you know, reactions. Like you said, it took you a long time to come. A lot of men experience the opposite where they can't even get an erection or keep it up because of their breathing. Um, so as far as being multi-orgasmic, that's the first step. And there are practices. I mean, this is, 
I take men through a 13 week course that we dive in and we go deep into, you know, the tools they need in order to do that. But the first thing is acknowledging that your ejaculation and your orgasm are two totally different functions. We've, you know, been taught in the way our body performs is as one function because we're not taught any better, but it's two different functions. And there's a way you can have a full orgasm and still withhold your, your semen. And this is not edging. Again, full orgasm. People say, oh, I'm practicing semen retention, which means edging to them. Like you get there and then stop. You get that, no, this is experiencing an orgasm and still not ejaculating. So, but it's a practice. Again, and what is a practice? The practice takes practice. So um, I can't teach what it would take in an hour. I can just tell you it's possible, which first, just even mentioning that, a lot of men is like, what, what are you talking about? Like, how is that even possible? Like, I, and, you know, again, porn has trained us to say that, you know, look for the money shot. And it's not only for us, even our partner sometimes is like, oh, come, oh, come, oh, go ahead and come. And it's like, it's an encouragement. And it's like, kind of like, oh, her badge of honor, like I made the nut. And so it's like, realizing that doesn't mean, that's not representative of my pleasure. My pleasure is the minute I connect with you, when I'm holding you and yeah, I'll be, I mean, I'm breathing with you, when I'm, you know, massaging the bulbs of the clitoris. Like people could think the clitoris is just this little thing right here, not realizing the entire structure with legs and bulbs that can be stimulated that helps her, her, her erectile tissue to be engorged. It takes a woman about 20 to 45 minutes to be fully engorged to enjoy sex and be ready for sex when the most men are done in three to five minutes. So how do we bridge that gap? We have to learn our partner. You think you know your woman, but you don't. Because one, every woman is different, first of all. So if you come with a, a partner you had and bring that into your new relationship, you realize they're not the same people. Everyone is different. So get to learn your partner. You know, get to communicate during sex. Stop thinking you know what she wants. Stop thinking she wants to pussy, pussy beat up all the time in doggy style. There's no where there's zero eye, you know, connection. You're not even looking into the windows of her soul to connect with her. You're just connecting, you know, genital to genital. I'm not saying it doesn't feel good. I'm saying it's more to be had. It's a deeper place to go. So I got a quick question. Yes, you sir. That the ejaculation and the uh, orgasm is different for men. Does yes. the And while it's different from for every woman as well, like I feel like the 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 vision that most men have of a woman having an orgasm is just like laid out. Body season up, some women cry. You know, it's a whole bunch of different kind of things that happen. Um, right. So, what does it look like for a man? Is it just the same kind of? Can, can you experience the same exact kind of things? Or absolutely, a man can experience about eight to twelve different types of orgasms, um, and um, you can experience, for instance, full body orgasms, ripples and shivers. You can experience, you know, we call energetic orgasm so there's again it's not bringing it down to just the climatic orgasm we're talking about so it doesn't always look the same so you know we have to reframe what a sexual experience is like because it doesn't just start and stop when i enter you and when i'm not because what if i don't know what if we decide that we're both pleased in the, in the moment and we're going to just rest in each other's arms and then we're going to continue. Does that mean that 
sex stop and start. No, it's a continuation. Like foreplay is a word that I wish we can reframe. Like foreplay is saying, oh, this is what happens before sex. No, it's all a sexual experience. It's all because if she's getting engorged, if she's getting, you know, lubricated, she's getting, you know, warmed up. And, you know, that's all a part of the sexual experience. You know, so it makes it seem like, oh, let's get to the foreplay so I can get you wet enough so I can stick it in. That's basically what we want, what men want for foreplay. And let's get you wet enough. So like, right? He's like, and what's wrong with that? Um, <laughs> but it's, it's so much more than that. Like we teach practices to couples, you know, that when they connect, by the time that practice is over, it's like, it's already the energy is up here. And we have to realize we're energetic beings. We're spiritual beings. We're not just these flesh. We're, it's more than being animalistic. I get nothing wrong with like, I just want to fuck right now. I just want to bang it out. Nothing wrong with that. Again, but expand your toolbox. Brian, we had a whole argument on this podcast because I've been trying to tell Will for the longest <laughs> that foreplay starts like two, three hours, two, three days, two, three weeks before y'all even get to the bedroom. Foreplay. Okay, now my mind has been changed a little bit today. Already. Okay. No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Well, foreplay is the 15 to 20 minutes before insertion. No. That's <laughs> for the longest. Nah, man. It's, it's, that's what we've been <laughs> trained to teach because we want to get her hot enough and wet enough to be like, ooh, put it in, you know? Um, or we just put it in. We don't even really ask. We just feel it's wet enough. We, we do the wet test. And then we stick it in. The wet test. When... The wet test. It's like, it's, it's, it's the wet test. It's like, there's a different level of wetness for most women so when you're talking about that initial wetness that's typically she's really still not even ready when you get her when she's really ready when she's fully engorged because technically we have the same parts it's just ours are outside theirs are inside technically so when we talk about being fully engorged, imagine trying to have sex with a limp uh, penis. Like it's literally, you're not fully engorged. So for a woman to be fully engorged, it does take 20 to 45 minutes to be fully engorged, mostly 45 minutes. So there's practices we teach, you know, men, uh, whether you call them lingamonas or, you know, to where you can actually help to stimulate her, you know, without just going in like, oh, let me just go in and dive and then just start eating pussy. And diving for, the, for what, we, what we think is the, the clitoris, you know, which is, again, there's just little, that's just the glands. It's like the tip of an iceberg. That's literally the tip of the iceberg, you know? So the clitoris literally wraps around her vaginal, vaginal canal or vaginal canal. So, but it takes, you can stimulate that outside of even, you know, entering her, even though it does get stimulated some, but there's ways you can do some direct stimulation there, stimulation. So. So yeah, so you know, we when I teach, we, we go into anatomy. We teach them the woman's body, we teach the man's body, we teach, you know, um, you know, where the energetic points are in the vagina, on the man's penis or the lingam. Like we teach that because if you don't know what where those are, like how can you even please your partner? If she says, I would like, you know, my 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 clitoral bulbs massage, I would like my, my clitoral stem, the legs massage, I would like you know, the perineum with massage. Like if you, you can't even 
you know, and vice versa. If you say, I want my coronal ridge, you know, massage on my penis, or I want, you know, like you can't, if you don't understand what the body parts are, how can you even get to a place where you're finding pleasure even in the smallest places? We want to go hard and fast. Have we ever experienced going slow and soft and seeing what kind of pleasure that brings to ourselves and our partner? So again, porn doesn't teach you slow and fast, right? Fast and quick. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, money shot. All right, next scene, the mailman comes in. You know, so it's like, <laughs> so yeah. That's what, and I'm so happy you added that caveat of like going slow and steady, not only with your partner, but with yourself. I had a yes. conversation with my homegirl the other day and she made me think, like she said, um, how many men do you know, like who aren't like, you know, cut up in the gym every day? How many right. men do you know, like, Take a time, take take a moment in the mirror to just look at their body in the morning or in the evening or at night or whatever, and just like admire themselves and just like mm. sit with themselves. Like one of the best tantra exercises I learned was just like filling your your arm, just like when you just at work, just filling up your arm, filling your arm up and down, filling your muscles, just sitting with what you feel, acknowledging how you feel, um, just you know sitting with your body, just like touching your body, not in the sexual way, yes. but just in the human way. How yes. many men do you know do that to themselves on a regular basis? And I was like, I don't know any. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I know. I don't, most people don't, you know. But definitely men. We're not touching. We're not feeling. The only thing we feel is this, right? The shaft. It's the only thing we we touch. <laughs> the shaft. We go to the head a little bit. Come down to the shaft. That's it. We don't really touch our balls. Really, we don't touch our inner thighs. We don't touch our uh, mom's pubis. We don't touch anything else because this is what we're taught this is what we know knowing that our body is craving to be to have attention and be touched as well from ourselves first of all first of all so when we teach tantra tantra is is about ourselves first you know most tantra is being taught is like oh what can you do for your partner or can you make your partner come or can you make her shiver someone you know you guys said that make her just oh and will you said that right um you know and it's like but what can you do for yourself? Can you even please yourself? Do you know it feels good to yourself? You know, more than just doing that. Because reality is most sex for men is just masturbating inside of a woman's pussy. That's what sex is. There's no connection. We just want to feel that feeling because that's what feels good. And that realizing why we're going fast, so fast and so hard is because the head of our penis is desensitized because most men are circumcised and circumcision cause causes circumcision trauma and when this that skin that foreskin is cut away we literally cut away thousands and thousands of nerve endings that were meant to be there so you know it's i mean i'm circumcised but i realized i had some trauma around that and some i'm being desensitized so imagine the first experience you feel on this earth as a young man as, as a baby is your penis being cut and then that exposed gland being rubbed against your pamper for months until you build up a coating around it to desensitize it. That's the, tra you can't tell me that's not trauma. Because if we did that to a, 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 a woman or yoni on, if we cut away the hood of their penis and allow their, the glands of their clitoris to rub and rub and rub, it would be like, oh, that's genital mutilation. Well, technically that's what circumcision is. It's genital mutilation. There's no reason for it. Oh, except that it's a huge billion dollar industry that the cosmetic industry uses that foreskin. They buy it, they don't throw it away. They buy it and put it into skin cream for women. So that's one of the uses for our foreskin, you know, the last one. So 
I can go on, we can have a whole conversation about circumcision, but you know, I just want to drop that there. <laughs> I was right, with you on the desensitized part. Right. <laughs> stuff. I was like, oh, God. Right. <laughs> That's what it's used for. Mostly what it's used for. It's big business. Big business. And the reason it started is because Kellogg, Mr. Kellogg, the one that created Kellogg cereal, he wanted to stop masturbating. So he had this campaign years and years and years ago to cut off the foreskin. He felt that that would stop them from masturbating. That's where it started. In this modern time, of course, people think they do it for religion, and there are religions that call for it, but there's no medical reason. And most people that do it, they aren't doing it for spiritual reasons at all. You know, it's literally because it's a thing to do, and it looks better, right? I mean, who, what woman doesn't want a circumcised penis? You know, my goal is to change that, you know, the whole thought process of it. They call it what? Um, Mrs. Nuffalupicus, or whatever they call it, if it's not circumcised. But really, that's the way it's supposed to be. And the reason why men are going in and out, in and out, in and out, is because again, they're desensitized, but that sleeve around the head of the penis, and when you have that pre-com, that's supposed to be a lubricant, and it's a sleeve that goes in and out. And women dry out mostly because men, the head of our penis pulls out the moisture of most women. So if that, with that sleeve there, it's supposed to re retain that moisture. So again, I can go ahead and I'm gonna stop right there, yeah. You know what's so wild about that <laughs> real quick? Like, real quickly, like, so my mom is a nurse, and, like, uh -huh. she, like, was, like, proud of the fact that she had me circumcised. Because I think as a kid, I didn't know what circumcision was. As, I think right. I was in, like, like, middle school, some asked me I was circumcised. She's like, hell yeah, you're circumcised. Like, because she said, <laughs> she was like, yeah, like, I wouldn't want you to get all those, like, diseases and stuff and, like, germs that can get yeah. caught up in there. And I was like, oh, thanks, it's, mom. It's, for it's false. Yeah, but I was like, as I got older, I was like, what, don't niggas that night circumcise just like pull back the skin and wash? That's like, all you do. I wash it. I mean, same thing happens with, with women, right? They have a lot of folds and, yeah. and they wash it. You pull it back and you wash. That's what you do. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's literally false and it's what we've been trained. I mean, no shit against moms. I love love the moms, you know, no, but no, we no, do, no. We, if we knew better, we do better, right? And that's what it <laughs> that's is. What <laughs> I think it just we, speaks to like how much we just kind of just have trusted the system that yes. says it's in our best interest, but it, it has yes. its own, like, you know, motives. It has its own agenda. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely it's, it's own agenda. And why they keep it going. That's why it started, but now it's big business. Again, it doesn't go in the trash. It's being sold. The foreskin of your babies are being sold to the cosmetic industry. That is wild. Look it up. Like it's an article. Look it up. Don't, don't trust me. Look it up. <laughs> next episode is on foreskin conspiracies <laughs> look I'll join in <laughs> That's so, it. Uh, moving on from the foreskin conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah back to Tantra yeah. <laughs> um, how, how do you think black men's like struggles with our vulnerability and I guess our own bodies and our own insecurities kind of translates into the bedroom yeah, and let's back that up a little bit because we do struggle with it. And it's not, most of it is not our fault. Um, we don't have the same experience of other people that walk this earth. Like every, like I mean, a presence can be a threat to somebody, right? That right there a lot, puts our guards up and it's really hard to pull our guards down. We don't, like, when do you do that? Like, put your guard down. Like, we, we need to protect our family, protect ourselves, you know, provide. But it's, you know, it starts really with epigenetics. It starts with slavery. People think, oh, why are you still talking about slavery? It's in ourselves. It's in our cellular level. We do, we react to things that's happened to us in the past because we're energetic and it passes on 
generation to generation, what most people say, generational curses, but really it's, it's epigenetics. So because of that, you know, it's there. And then we are trained, you know, just by looking, turning on the news, looking around and say, like, I have to create a guard around me. Like I have to make sure I'm protected. Like I'm the man, I'm going to make sure I'm good. So that again is how we live our lives. So why wouldn't it translate and why wouldn't it, you know, transfer to the bedroom where we don't trust, you know, um, if we want something that we're desiring, like if we share that potentially to be like, oh, well, he said he wanted this. And it's like, so we don't really trust, but we need to first of all, be with a partner that you can completely trust to explore yourself as well. You know, when I, in my, oh, my last marriage, I thought that my only job was to please her. It's a team sport. We're in this together. We have one common goal and the goal is pleasure. That's our goal. So we need to be able to express our needs, wants and desires in a way that's loving and can be receptive, be received. I say love it as me, oh baby, could you do I'm not saying you gotta talk like that, but it's like, oh, you did, you know, remember when you did that? I really love that. Can you do more of that, please? That can be received more than, um, you know, that shit you did, fuck, I ain't like that shit at all. You know, like right there, the guards are up, right? So we have to learn how to communicate to our partner what we're designing as well. Like, I would love to try this with you. Is that okay with you? And getting consent, you know, don't just stick stuff places without getting consent <laughs> from your partner, you know? Uh, so, so it does translate because that's how we live our lives. So what I do is when I coach men is first of all, is create a, a safe container, safe space. You know, you're safe in this space. There's nothing you can say to me that's one going to be judged or two going to be shared with anyone. So first of all, we don't hear that much off more. Uh, too often, right? We're spaces that we know we can share about sexual things. And we talk about how many bodies we have, you know, how, you know, the times we hit, how long we last, all that stuff. But what about things that you don't know about and things that you want to help improve in your life and your sex life? You go to your boy and say, hey man, you know, I'm just, whew, can't really keep it up, man. So what, what, what can you do for me? Besides him handing you a pill. You understand what I'm saying? Cause that's, a, you know, basically it's like, hey, go to the, go to the corner store. They got this one called, uh, you know, all night or whatever. Just grab that and you yeah, could go. Or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We can just name all of them, you know. A Midnight Prince and all these other ones that we can just name. And it's just like, not to mention the Viagras, which is, you know, pretty much the top of the food chain. But that doesn't, that's again, works with the effects, not with the cause. There's a cause to why our bodies aren't responding the way it's created to respond. We were created to have erection and to withhold it as long as we choose to. But anxiety is one reason why, because we feel like, oh, so you feel you can't get it up and you get there and you really can't because your anxiety is there. But what if you breathe? What if you start breathing? And you start talking to your partner like, you know, I'm working on, you know, building up my stamina, let's breathe together. I'm going to do my breath work. You do your breath work. You know, that's when you get your shit to another level. You know what I mean? And, and, and and I, I agree, sometimes they may get shamed by women. They may say, oh man, he couldn't even get it up. But if I give you tools to work on yourself in your time, by the time you connect with your partner, you're a different person, you know? So that's what, what I teach men. You know what the thing is about everything you just said, which I could not agree more. I don't think 
most men know how to make that talk sexy. Or they inherently think that that talk isn't sexy, I should say. Right, right. So it's like, right. for me to say, you know, because I've been there, like, I mean, we all grown men here. I'm sure all of us have had, like, a failed erection, like, you know. Absolutely. Who hasn't? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Will has them all the time. He's William. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I've never like, had a field direction. <laughs> <laughs> no, at some point, I was like, hey, <laughs> I'm just out here. Like, you <laughs> lying, bro. But, um, no, like, I've had like several instances. Okay, so the concept of something you mentioned earlier, trying to like, explain to somebody that I don't have to come to have fun or have a good time sexually, that in itself right. is already very hard because I mean, I can say for me personally, I've had my fair share of women who, like if I didn't come, like they would feel instantly right. like they did something wrong or something fucked up right. with me or whatever right. that. So that's one thing, trying to explain <laughs> that. But like, two, and we just had to talk with this, with our friend on Michelle, the concept of making consent sexually. Like I don't think men think, except for me, something can be sexy like how do you change yeah. men's mindsets around just it seems oh, like just man. the simplest stuff just to make sure everybody's safe to make this seem sexy yeah yeah a lot of men can look at consent as a bad thing like it's it's almost hated by men because there was a time we can do anything we want to do right like we can walk, we can smack the woman's ass, we can grab her breasts and ha he he in school growing up. I know growing up, we used to pull girls' bra straps, you know what I'm saying? Like we used to just ha ha, like they were just like victims of our abuse. And the thing is, is that it's sexier, man, asking for permission. How many men even has ever asked for a woman for permission to even enter? They are into you now. Man, that would blow her mind. We don't. Like again, the wet the way you said. The wet test, you know, hey, and it's like I'm down there and I'll be like, You good? <laughs> you commence the test, the you test. Know. That's good. Hey, hey, that's good. That final point. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding now. I'm kidding. I know you're on William. I know, I know. But that's but we joke about it, but it's true, right? That's how we kind of feel. Like if she's wet, that means she's has given her approval, not realizing that's just reaction mm. to stimulation. That doesn't mean she's really ready. What if she wants to be stimulated in other ways? What if she wants a full body massage? She's still gonna get, you know, uh, start to get wet. Does that mean she's ready to be entered? No. One of the biggest things that breakthroughs for my wife was when I did that, we first met and I gave her I was giving her a gift. I'm going to give you a full body massage, a sensual massage. I said, and this is just about you. I don't want anything after that. I want you to just enjoy it. She literally broke out in tears because most women feel like if I do this for you, then guess what? You got to do this for me, right? So how about having a session where it's literally all about her and or all about him, where literally you don't have to do anything that you desire unless you, this is, you're calling the shots here. If you desire to make love afterward, let me know but i'm not expecting anything i'm just here to please you like women don't really hear that you know i, I don't really hear that they can just receive that without having to perform after because that's what porn teaches us right you eat her she sucks you you fuck the round doggy style give her the, the, 
facial, the end. You know, that's the patented routine. So again, expansion, talking, communicating, when you're talking about Mike, um, about, you know, women feeling that, you know, it's almost like a failure for them if you, you know, don't come. Again, that comes with communication. And to explain, like, I'm having orgasms, regardless of if I come or not. Like, trust me, this feels great. But communicating that, men don't communicate. We don't talk, barely even fucking moan. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, a, it's seen as a sign of weakness. Go ahead, Mike. No, I want to take a, a break for the niggas. Niggas, please, I'll be moaning now. Nigga, I'll be making noise out here. Like, <laughs> I'm not with that whole, like, quiet shit. Because the thing is, any woman I've been with loves that shit. Loves right. that shit. They like, do. They do. I have a group, an Instagram group, the artist sacred sexuality, and we talk about a lot of sexual topics, and most of it's tongue in cheek, you know, I, you know. But I put polls out there, and every woman loves a man that is expressive and moans. That I, every woman does. If there's one or two that does, it's very, very few, but. Women love that shit, as you said, Mike. But we want to be that, yeah, yeah, take that shit, smacking ass. You know, it's like, can you? Are, are you enjoying this shit too, or are you just here to beat her ass up? Like, what are you giving any pleasure in this? I mean, come on. It's wild, y'all. You about, you about to say something, Will? Yeah, I, I wanted to touch back on uh, men like asking for permission during sex because, no lie, yes. I've had issues where like I've either so I've in the past I've asked for permission you know let me stick it in your butt whatever you know whatever right right and you know you get rejected once and it's like oh that's kind of a boner kill like (laughs) you know what I mean like it's like oh I I don't know if it was the butt thing but it might have been like a facial or something whatever you know it's like a boner kill and so then you kind of keep that with you and it's like oh well I'm not gonna ask for this no more (laughs) So at that point, you're toeing the line between like not fully getting having yourself sexually satisfied or repressing things, and then like having just kind of super basic lame sex where you're where you're not getting fully fulfilled. Well, this is some conversation about sex and what we're desiring needs to happen early on in the relationship. First of all, um, so I, if you're desiring to give a facial, and again, that's really porn culture but it's cool if that's what you desire you know what i mean but the thing is is that really um we need to have these conversations like i would love you know to be the facial that's something i can do when we when we make love when we have sex and she lets you know outside the bedroom trying that in the bedroom like it is the bone the care but at least you you know she may say well you can't come on my face but you can come on my breast or you can come on my ass how about that or on my belly so those are negotiations we talk about beforehand so that when you get in the bed and it's like you already know the game plan before you don't just pull it on and like you're like oh gonna come in your face and she's like no you're like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Yo, that was the most porn sound i've ever heard <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, come in your face that's what they can do they like wait they try to pull her hair they're like get down here get down here no 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 you know yeah that's not when you want to do oh, it's not <laughs> you want to have this conversation before Oh boy, consent can't be sexy. I'm a creative kiddo. 
for showing up to consent is sexy. It is. Yeah. Being able to know what you can and can't do because you don't want, you, you have anxiety, you want if you can do it. You, you want anal. You know, you have anxiety, oh, I'm going to ask you while we're in the act. No, find out ahead of time. And everything you need handy because you need tools handy, right? You need yeah. a lot of lube. You need some tools. I mean, you know, some um, uh, towels. You need stuff handy. Be ready for it. That's sexy being like, okay, so let's do it. You know, are you ready for it? Because you already have anticipation built up. And if it's a no, you want to know ahead of time, honestly. You don't want to say, okay, I got it all, all hot now and I'm going to try it now. That's the shit you don't want to fucking do. Right? That, that's the shit. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to men. Like, that's the shit yeah, you, well, you, you well, don't well. want to do. <laughs> not my person. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, man. Oh. Every nigga's been guilty of that, though. Like, trying to hurry up and do some shit that wasn't yeah, yeah, ever we discussed. Yeah, we're all guilty yeah. <laughs> and talk about it. Just no consent at all. Just it's a different day and time, man. We gotta change how we function and how we deal with our, our queens, man. We gotta treat them, you know, as our queens and really have give them a voice because they're repressed. I believe they will give us a lot more um if we have these conversations and if we um honor their desires as well. We as we want our desires. We have desires too. I'm not saying it's all about Women, women, like we have desires too. Well, I would like this. I would love this position. Well, let's do that. Create your scene. You know, like you know, you talking about porn. You know, they create scenes. Create your scene. What do you want to experience? You want to bring toys into the bedroom. You want to bring BDSM. You want to bring some whips. You want to bring some handcuffs. Let's talk about this. Don't just tie her ass up without getting consent first. <laughs> you know, you want to do that. Smack, you don't don't smack her on the ass if you if you have an permission. Do you like your ass smacked? That's a quick question. Yes, I do, or no, I don't. Simple question. She doesn't, don't smack her ass. <laughs> you know, just as simple as that. You just can't do that with that partner. Go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say real quick, then I get to you, Will. Um, that's the thing. Like, once you do that, once you create that scene, once you had that discussion beforehand, not only does that give clarity and consent, now you got that shit to look forward to when y'all actually start talking. Absolutely. Which makes Absolutely. you even hornier. Absolutely, you, that anxiety is gone. You're like you're ready. Like, oh, shoot, we about to do it. You know, like yes, yeah, I've been this, wanting this. this. Yeah, <laughs> my wife doesn't like pain. She does not like pain. Mm. So smacking on the ass is out of the question. <laughs> you know what I mean? She doesn't like pain at all. Pain does not equate equate to pleasure for her. So I know, but there's other things that I can and will do that equals pleasure for both of us. So we had this conversation early on about just coming in, just meet her and then start smacking her on the ass because I saw someone do it on TV and they're like, and all women love it. It's just whatever your partner likes, that's what you want to do, you know? So some men like their, you know, their balls suck underneath their balls. Some men like their ass suck. Talk about that shit if you, you know, I like, do whatever, <laughs> you know, that's something you talk with your partner, you know? So it's like, it's, no judgment there, but you gotta have a partner that you trust and you know you can have these conversations with and you get what you want. Um, real quick, I am currently reading a book called uh Your Brain on Porn. It's it's pretty interesting so far. Um but anyways, it, it talks about like how our reward system and everything is just fucked up because of porn. Uh just right. basically how our mind works. With teaching Tantra and just experiencing people overall, how how bad do you think the, the the waters are muddied between what we believe is sex and how we uh, actually have sex based on what 
what porn has showed us. I'm trying to see how to express this in a way that I can make it as clear as possible. Like, it's muddied is not the word. It's just engulfed. Our society's engulfed with porn culture. I can't. Nothing. If you want to watch porn, it's fine. I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. However, we have to understand that the, the, the damaging effects that it does have on our lives and our sexuality. Sexuality. So it's it's completely muddy. It's completely covered. It's completely just not where we should be. It's not, it's not where we should be. I mean, most, if you even watch, you know, amateur porn or, you know, homegrown porn where you see people that are not porn stars, what they're doing is replicating what they see in porn. And I can say it's not pleasurable. It doesn't feel good, but there's so much more. And that's all I want to say. There's more to it. So it is, it, it's, it's fucked up. What we think about sexuality is just not where it is and what it should be. Nowhere close. So, so did you start people down the journey uh, of tantra or sexual liberation or how, how, whatever we want to call, you know, getting, right. getting somebody on the right path of what sex is, is, is the beginning portion just kind of breaking the, the, the hold that uh, porn has on people's thinking in a way? Yeah. Yeah, in a way, uh, yes, definitely, yes. But I don't start there. I start with the realization of who we are and our possibilities, because at that point, we're creating a new causation. We're creating a new cause that starts to, uh, the other stuff starts to fade away. One of my guys I was coaching um, early this, last year, um, he was really, really deep into porn, started teaching him about these connection practices himself. He said, I literally, after you know, a month or two, he's like, I literally have no desire to watch porn it's like it went away so it wasn't attacking the porn it's allowing the person to realize that i can go deeper to a deeper place where the porn is not my go-to anymore i don't even desire it anymore the conversations he used to have with women and what they were offering he didn't even that was like laughable to him because he realized how deep he was and where he could go so it's teaching a new way right teaching a new path. In order to get someone off a path that's really rocky and bumpy, it's like you get them on the smooth road. You don't try to fix the road that's all bumpy because that's a lot of work, right? We nobody really wants to do all that work. So let's bring them a new path. Oh, it's good over here. Oh, wow, it's smooth over here. Oh, there's snacks over here. Oh, the sunshine. And like it's a whole new world, you know, <laughs> when you teach a new way. So that's what I do. Word, word, word. Super, super dope. Like, I guess this would be the, like the last question because you're the best kind of guest, sure. Brian, because you answer like multiple questions at once. Like, you got a whole outline. <laughs> I'm like, oh, going to stop. Boom, boom. No, no. Like, we're going to hit boom, 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 boom. He'll hit like three questions at once. It's like, damn, we got to find new material. <laughs> so I guess I was ended with like, what is the best way? Because I feel like I was taking like a shot by wanting to do this topic. Like we have a mostly uh, woman audience. Like I said, I right. don't, we don't, me and Will do not have this conversation with our homeboys at all. Right. Like, exactly. how do we get more men to just see that other side of things and just know that there's, because the hardest thing about anything is getting people to use their imagination, I feel like. Adults, anyway. Kids can use their imaginations all day, every day. All the time. Right, right. 
adults like we think if you hit a certain age we don't seen it all we know how it's gonna be we know how it's been like there's nothing else for me this is my life now boom right like how do we get more people to see that other side without seeing the instant results and instant satisfaction of the other side like how do we get more men on board with this i mean follow people that are doing this shit you know like if you want to learn something if you want to learn how to be a carpenter which you hang around carpenters right you want to learn how to cook you hang around cooks you want to learn how to be you know uh, a masterful uh, sexual person then you hang around people that have the knowledge that's what it comes down to so i mean follow me you know i'm always have something going on always sharing if you need some coaching i can help coach this is something you also you can't really learn from a book because every person is different we talked about that so and this is not you know the shameless plug but like you need a coach if it's not me get a coach that has that is who you connect with that has what you want and learn open your heart open your mind to say yes if you say yes that's the first step yes i'm willing to learn it's hard to get men to say yes especially black men just say yes they say yes okay cool now we can take it from there so but surround yourself with the people that you want to learn from thanks well if they do want to would you have any more questions no no i'm good i've I've learned everything. Um, <laughs> fully connected. No, no man, I, this was this was this was very dope. Um, thank you so much because it's it's kind of an iceberg as as far as you know the potential um, of you know liberation you can give yourself. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate you guys for opening up this floor, this topic. You know what I mean? It's well needed in our community, man. So I appreciate that more than anything. No doubt, family. We appreciate you taking the time, but so you can shame yeah. yourself. Like if they can use you as a coach, like please, please. Oh, absolutely. Like any contact information, any special events you got coming up or offers, please take all the time you need to just promote yourself. Yeah, just follow me um, on every platform. Explore Tantra. Explore Tantra on Instagram. Explore Tantra on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, uh, Explore the Art of Tantra. And if you our website is ExploreTantra.com. So if you Look it up on any platform you find. It's find me and my wife as well. We do individual coaching, individual coaching, as well as uh, couples coaching. So, um, so yeah, look me up. Be glad to, you know, talk with you, have a complimentary discovery session with you, see if it's a good fit, let you know what you're looking at, and you know, just let's just wrap and just, you know, help you get where you where you want to go. So I'm a coach. That's what I do. For real man, hit him up, please. He clearly knows what he's talking about. Um, great peoples. Um, this is probably one of my favorite episodes. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I appreciate um, that, man. Thank you. Information for real, dude. Um, we gonna really quickly. I don't know if I told you this part, but we get into a thirst of the week where we just celebrate black women out here just being fine and wonderful and amazing. Uh, I think Will has it this week. Yeah. Uh, this week we have the lovely Miss Naturally Layla. Who's um, that? Oh, oh, how dare! <laughs> hey, hey, beautiful Bonte. Um, super dope, um, beautiful woman. And I first got, uh, I was about to say turned on, but, um, (laughs) that's what you meant. That's what you meant. Right. Uh, I first, uh, saw her because she posted some, she posted some little quote or saying or something. And I think it speaks real true to, uh, everybody who owns a business and everybody who needs support, but doesn't get it. She said something along the lines of, uh, yeah, you say you want to support, but I haven't seen you at any of my events. Mm. Mm. 
And so it spoke, it rang true because especially with Mike, well, he he's he's always out here doing stuff, and you know, you always hear people saying they want to support, and sometimes it doesn't go through. But anyways, no, nope. she is amazingly beautiful. She bayed just off that quote. Bro, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> just off the quote. Um love that. So she is just oh yeah, let me let me get oh let me do that. Okay, all right. Oh, the yam huggers. Oh, no. Yeah, I know she got the Amazon joints <laughs> on. Um, but no, I mean, she's beautiful. Uh, you can check her out, underscore, uh, underscore uh, naturally Layla. Um, she's got a dope profile up here. Check her out. She's got all the hair products and all the other shit. So, super popping. All the other shit. You just the worst. All right, shut up. Shut up. All right, how do I get out of this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, there you go. Um, stop share at the bottom. There, there you go. <laughs> this is uncharted territory for Will. He's never been to right. <laughs> No, man. Well, for real, Brian. Like, this is definitely top five better live episodes. Yeah. I amazing. love, love, love that we can have a group of men talking about find a pleasure for ourselves as well as women without misogyny and shit, without a bunch of, you know, just gross shit going on. Like, this right. is super amazing. Um, I would love to talk to you for like three more hours, but I know you got stuff to do. <laughs> uh, so once again, man, thank you so much for drop, dropping by. Yes, um, we got to do some clubhouse rooms, bro. I know we talked about it last time. Let's talk about love. it, man. Let's do it. Sounds good, bro. Thank you, Chase. Yeah, man. I'll be a guest on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's do it. Let's keep spreading the absolutely. word. We gonna look. We gonna get men together. We gonna be all busting like fifty <laughs> months out here at night. Us and our lady, and right, Will. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to bust at all. I just want to have my orgasm without busting. I, no, I want to see what that's like because I still no, don't really good. believe it. <laughs> there you go. Brian going to come back on the next episode and teach us about semen retention one-on-one. <laughs> for now, nah, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. Thank you, Brian, again for coming through. Uh, we love y'all. We'll be back in another two weeks. And um, yeah, yeah, appreciate peace, y'all. Peace, 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 peace. Hold it down. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.